The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Bernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me from the happiest place on earth <laughs> is Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. How is Disneyland? Uh, Disneyland was good. It was good. Really, not great. Yeah, it was really, really busy. Um, so obviously that makes it hard. And we went for Spencer's birthday. And literally after one ride, he was like, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. Oh, that's the worst. And then we got like Olivia and Spencer got into a fight. So it was just like, oh, my gosh. Um, but uh, the day ended really fun once Spencer went, <laughs> went home. We celebrated yeah. his birthday in style. I've done that. I went to a bachelor party once for a friend and he didn't show. No, in <laughs> in Vegas, and he didn't come. It was one of the best bachelor parties of all time. <laughs> that is hilarious. Shout out to my friend Mike Parker, um, Michelle. We have a great guest today. Uh, just an unbelievable guest that you were able to wrangle. His name is Mike Rapoli. He's one of the biggest owners in horse racing, if not the biggest owner. Uh, right, might might be. Um, so he's going to join us coming up in literally like five minutes. I think uh, Billy that the like this is on the level with you getting uh Gary Barber. Oh really? We, that yeah. Okay. Right? Like because I mean, I mean but, that yeah. was like a this has been like a you long... had like a secret love for Gary Barber, I which do. was weird. It's not secret. I don't it, have a secret very, love. I don't have a secret love for Mike Rapoli, but I'd like to I talk just to meant him. like from the difficulty of getting the guest. <laughs> I really think that that um Mike Rapoli is one of those guys that I see him all the time and he always goes out of his way to say hello to me, but I'm not 100% sure he knows he who I am. He likes you or he knows no, you? No, I, th- I don't know if he knows who I am. <laughs> That's the funny thing. We were in we were in Florida at, at the Gulfstream sale last year and I loved this one Philly and he outbid me. And I was just, I, and, and he did it at the, um, at OBS for that cow bread that he bought. I was the underbidder on that. And I'm just dying. He constantly outbids me. I've got to talk to him about that. Maybe I need to. Uh, he outbid me at the cow bread sale for <sighs> a Caraconti cow bread. And I was like, didn't you just spend like a hundred million dollars? Like, yeah. you have to buy the only cow bread that I want. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's do this. Let's do three things of note very quickly because I know our audience uh, wants to get into that. And then okay. we can um, we can talk to Rapoli. Okay. So uh, very quickly, just the first thing of note is that the um, new race caller at Parks is Jessica Paquette. I saw and her. I listened yesterday. Did you? How was it? Here's the thing. First of all, number one, great respect for anybody who's able to do this. It's very hard. I tried yeah. it a long time ago when I was in high school, and it's so hard. And I, I, I really do. I have such great respect for anybody to try it. She, she was shaky. I'll, I'll admit, she seemed nervous, mm-hmm. which is expected. I, I would, I guess you have to be nervous. Yes. But, um, and and she, her calls weren't superb, but I think she's on the right track and i think she's only going to improve it's kind of like when you first started 
being in front of the camera. You know, you're nervous. Um, You kind of say the same things over and over again, same things like that. So I give her utmost respect and credit for doing what she's doing. I think she's going to improve. I thought it was a little shaky. It actually got better as the day progressed. I think Mm -hmm. she just got more comfortable doing it. Uh, But kudos to Jessica. I've heard very nice things about her. I do not know her personally. Excellent. Okay. Well, uh, so listen into that if you're interested. We did have Angela Herman as a full-time race caller up at Golden Gate for a little bit. So she is kind of trailblazing in her own way, but it is not an unprecedented thing for a female to take over the mic. And Um, you've done it before. I have done it, but not like well, you only do Trevor Demon impressions. Can you do one? Because I know. No, no, because you know what? I stopped. I started doing my own because what's your own now? My own is just like how I call a race. Yeah, you were calling a race the other day on the veranda, weren't you? Yeah, I did. I, I can't do it anymore because I just go right into Trevor. To Trevor. Yeah, yeah, I try not to. Uh, okay, our second quick thing of note is just that Rich Strike is going to be running back in the grade one Clark. I saw um, that. Yeah, so he was fourth in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And I think this is a really good move for him because for three-year-old of the year, if you're looking for an Eclipse Award, um, it is not yet a hard-driven yes case to anybody. And right. should he Who... be able to win another grade one at the end of the year, that would put him in, the, in a serious like contendership. So it's like Epicenter versus Taba versus yeah. Rich Strike. Rich is Strike. that the kind of top three? I think so, don't you? Uh, yeah, probably. I, 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 for some reason, I just don't, I don't know, Rich Strike. I don't think he's going to get a lot of pubs. So I like what you're saying. They're trying to right. again get another grade one, uh, beat older. Um, so yeah, give we'll it a try. Go Rich Strike. Right, so that is a thing of note number two. And then our thing of note number three is just that the Vox Populi um, online voting is now open. So, is that where they vote us owners box as best horse racing podcast? No, that's America's best racing. We got to get that this year. We okay, got to do something. You got to talk to, uh, <laughs> maybe talk to Pete Fornatel to get us on that list. Yeah. So we need that. this is uh, where you can go to secretariat.com and there are three nominees that are selected by the Vox Populi committee and Vox okay. Populi means the voice of the people. This was actually created by Penny Chenery, who is the owner of secretariat and it recognizes a racehorse's popularity. So not how good they were or anything like that. So previous horses have won have been like rapid redux. I mean, horses like that, right? So it could be Balnikov could win this because he's very popular. Yes, Balnikov could win this, but he's not a candidate. So uh, I'm going to really quickly just run you through the three candidates. I want to hear them. The three candidates are actually Rich Strike. So that was a very nice... Intro. Tie in right there because he was the. I love that I'm able to see you. We're doing a Zoom call right now, and this is so much better. I can see you. I can you feed like off it? you. Yeah, totally. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Next. I think it's weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. The second thing, that second horse is obviously Flightline because he's been electrifying. Uh, winning oh, he's going to win. The Pacific Classic, the Breeders' Cup Classic. One to and nine. And I don't know. Let me tell you who could be a front runner here, my friend. Oh, go ahead. Cody's Not so fast. Cody's wish. Yes, Cody's great wish. story. Great story, right? So he yes. won the Breeders' yes. Cup third mile. He had won four starts this year, and he has that really great story with Cody Dorman, who came to visit a horse farm on a Make-A-Wish uh, trip, and he met this colt, and they had a bond. So they named the horse Cody's Wish. He comes to the races. He was at Breeders' Cup. Don't and- make me cry. Yeah, so I'm just telling you, this is fancy. I still haven't, I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I have not watched the Cody Wish, Cody's Wish special from the Breeders' Cup broadcast because I just, I know I'm just going to just ball and start crying. I don't want to cry right now. Oh, boy. All right. Well, those are our three things of note. 
Okay, good. You know what we'll do? We'll take a break. We'll come right, right back with Mike Rapoli. As we get over to our guests, I want to remind you that the owner's box is brought to you in part by Delmar. The Delmar Fall Meet is upon us. We had a great opening weekend of racing that will continue until Sunday, December 4th. The great racing includes the Turf Festival with two grade ones, the Hollywood Derby on December 3rd, and the Matriarch on December 4th. Also, make sure to check out the Delmar Fall Handicapping Challenge on November 26th with BCBC and NHC seats available. Don't miss out on Delmar this fall this on the pod and we're just <laughs> micropoli is here everybody we started talking we started recording uh everybody knows uh micropoli thank you for coming on the show today we really appreciate it um take us just for starters take us back to how you fell in love with horse racing and horse racing uh and then we'll talk about your ownership we'll talk about your horses but tell us that story because i'm sure it's a great one you know i mean michelle and billy thanks for having me but it's listen i started as a 13 14 year old kid that grew up in Queens and just, you know, thought that being an entrepreneur meant being a gambler. And uh, I'd cut out of school and I'd go to Aqueduct Racetrack, not even Belmont, because the train system in Queens worked better for Aqueduct. Um, I'd, I'd stop at White Castles on the way. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, get my 39. Wait, when you were sober? You even you would eat White Castle sober? Michelle, well, when we're... Yeah. Michelle, it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm 13 years old here, 14 years old. I mean, I don't know what age you started drinking, but I I didn't do that at 14. So um, uh, I was gambling and cutting out of school. So I was a much better kid. Um, and I just, listen, I just went there and I, I've always said, I, sometimes I couldn't bet because I'm 14. I'd, I'd give the nearest old man two bucks to go bet on somebody. But I fell in love with handicapping. I fell in love with, you know, just, you know, watching the horses, you know, run down the stretch at 42 miles an hour and 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 really just like, trying to predict the future, you know, look at the, sure. and let me say, uh, I think it's a great exercise for students to put the variables. Okay. Speed, distance, muddy, uh, fast, sloppy, soft turf, trainer, trainer, change jockey. And you come up with all these variables. How is the track playing? And I honestly believe it made me a better entrepreneur because my brain works way different than 99% of America. Thank God. Um, and, um, but the ability sometimes to make quick decisions and look at something differently, whether it's a business proposition or a horse, there's a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. Yep. I mean, that's what I, that's what I do. And I really yeah. believe horse racing helped that. I wish the new consumer was educated on how to gamble and why to gamble. And we did a better job of mocking the sport so people can do that. I did it by myself, but that's really how I fell in love with it. Just being a $2 gambler. When you were, when you started it and you were gambling and I understand the puzzle, I always call it the puzzle. Each, every race, it's a puzzle. That's what's amazing. But when you, did you have an, an inclination or or a want or a need to eventually be an owner? This is an owner show. So were, were you back there thinking one day I'm going to own horses? You know, it, it, it's funny. Uh, my mom immigrants uh, from Italy and France. My dad's a waiter. My mom's a seamstress. Uh, I had a brother who was 15 months younger than me, and my grandmother couldn't watch both of us. So what my mom did was she threw me into kindergarten at four years old. Like, I mean, yeah, I was really nice. So I'm like 13 <laughs> years old and 80 pounds in high school. So I'm a good athlete, but everybody was two years older than me. So it's hard to compete when, especially when my dad's five foot, if you've ever seen him before. Thank God I'm 5'10". We have. Yeah. So I, I never was able to play like high level high school sports because of my size. So I always said some kids want to be athletes. I wanted to own racehorses. And right. uh, I remember Ferdinand winning the Derby and spend a buck in the eighties. And 
I'm like, this is going to be really cool. And the naiveness of thinking that this is going to be done, you know, if you asked me at 15, I was going to have horses and I was going to be in the Kentucky Derby and everything that I'm telling you right now was going to happen. Now, how dumb is it? How naive it is? You know, maybe nowadays I always tell people think big, dream bigger. I think kids are held back a little bit, not only by themselves, but also by their parents who are protecting them. I don't know if you're really protecting them. If my parents protected me the way kids get protected today, you know what? I don't, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now. Sure. Michelle. Uh, Mike, so how did you make that leap then? I mean, was it gambling winnings? Did you claim your first horse with that? Or how, how did you get into the ownership role? I sold the company for four point one billion, Michelle. That's how I got Michelle. It. That's the easiest way to do it. Four point one billion. I mean, just, uh, I mean, you know, listen, Hold on, I, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, yeah, come on. That's the biggest lesson. The key to getting into horse ownership: sell a company for four point one billion. Come on, man. Everybody can do that, man. So easy. Yeah, I mean, I had an easy. offer for like three point eight, and I told him no. I, I, I want you, to hold you, out. You're holding out for four point one. Michelle, I would take the three point eight. Just don't get into horse ownership. Because yeah, you need four point one. If you get the four point one billion, you're going to lose a billion on horses anyway. So this is better. Trust Wait, me. but this is this is interesting. When that happened, and and obviously we know the story. You sold the 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 company. Did you immediately say to yourself, "Okay, now I have this opportunity"? Did you did you create a budget? Did you say I need to start assembling a team? What was the what was the process that you know, that guy you started? First of all, incredible questions, Billy. Because thank you. We don't do. Um, and I'm shocked. I expected great questions from Michelle. I just didn't expect any from you. That's why. So, <laughs> that's, that's how it normally I is. Swear, I didn't so, know that I'm, you didn't no, have I'm a horse until you sold you vitamin water. <laughs> I thought you had claiming horses before and then you got like bigger after that. No, if you know, know anything about me, it's all, self, it's all self-deprecation. Uh, We're good. Michelle, it's actually in between. When okay. vitamin water started to be successful in 2003, 2004, 2005, you know, obviously, you know, thank God, I, you know, I'm so blessed we were doing well. I started to say, you know what? I need a distraction from working 20 hour days. So I said, you know what? I've always loved horse racing. Let me just get a couple claimers, you know, Bruce Levine, Mike Maselli, Kate DeMassey. Uh, let me claim a horse for 14,000, 18,000, 20,000. Let me go to the aqueduct in Belmont on, on a Saturday. And let me just take my mind off of everything by the mortar. Um, but I found out that therapy would have been a lot cheaper than owning 200 horses, but that's another story. I could have, I could have had a we'll get into that later. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I could add a team of therapy, but, uh, but, but I, I did it that way. But after I sold Michelle, the interesting part is now I have this amazing, blessed amount of money. And I still, for another three or four years, I said, you know what? I'm not going to put $10 million into this game. Lose nine million in the fucking first six months. I just cursed, by the way. I'm sorry about that. You can. Right. That's a, no. it's an adult like show. Oh, good. So then I'll fucking curse yeah. all day. Perfect. Absolutely. Fuck so, it. So, so I didn't do that. And most people sell their company, and they're like, hey, you know, they meet, you know, ten bloodstock agents that, and ten trainers, and they think for ten million dollars they're going to win a Derby and, a, and Eclipse Award and a Breeders' Cup. And it doesn't work that way. So I went really slow. And, and Billy, I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, I said you can learn as much owning a $20,000 claimer as you can, a $300,000 yearly. So I learned the jockeys. I learned the trainers. I watched Todd Fletcher from afar. You know, yeah. I just like, why I watch I him from Todd afar Fletcher? too? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, now I wish I, I'm so fucking close to him. I wish I watched him from afar. So <laughs> and I got to deal with him on a regular basis and tell me, you know, you know he doesn't pick up my phone half the time. So yeah, I don't the, believe that. At the end, yeah, we don't get along. We, we, uh, no, terrible. we decided we're going different ways, but, um, but we did say, uh, you know, I knew I wasn't ready to give horses to Todd Clutch. I don't think he takes 30 claimers. Um, sure. So 
I watched it. I learned it. I upgraded just a little bit to have a horse like Nonamia, who produced Outwork, uh, to have uh, Driven by Success. I started to have lights off any horses that actually won in New York bred, and they kind of were in some stakes. And then the story is, I went to Saratoga. I rented this house for the first time, and I went 0 for 37 for the entire month. Wow. For really? 0 for 37 in 2000. Wow. Nine. It's gotta it's gotta be a record for two reasons. Not only Ofer, who has 37 losers in a row? I think <laughs> five, over ten, over thirty-seven. Michelle said, yes, I did. Yeah, over yeah. thirty-seven is pretty good. I had a two for sixty-one streak at some point at Del Mar one year. I would, but you know what? That's two wins. They asked yeah. me, Dave Grenning asked me, Hey Mike, how many races you're looking to win next year? I said one. <laughs> <laughs> This just one. Funny, this is a funny story. My wife just left. But what I did was, and when I get this intense and this obsessed, and people have seen that, I said, you know what I'm going to do? You know, first of all, I hired Todd. I did this. I made a bunch of changes. Really good. The next year, I won the racing title. That's amazing. One year. wins to the winning the racing title. I won it in 10, 11, and 12. Poor Michael Dub. I think I beat him every year by one win. Oh, don't lose. worry about Michael Dub. He's, no. I, I think he's doing okay. Yeah, but I went from 0 for 37 to winning it three times. And I told Marie, I said, listen, I'm not only going to win it once. The only way I can get that 0 for 37 out of my head is if I win it three years in a row. After the, I'm, t- I'm talking, all August, not only did I watch every one of my horses, who does Dove have? Who does Claridge have? Who does Ramsey have? I'm, you were going for I'm, it. I'm rooting against and rooting for, it was like, I wasted my whole August doing this. Marie's like, you just took away your whole summer. And I was like, so upset. And then that was it. Then I won three in a row. Done. I third a couple times, but did it. Done that. Now, wait, wait. When you came in to win the title that year, did you come in with, I know you made a lot of changes, but did you bring an arsenal extra of horses or was it just better quality of everything? You know, it, it's so funny. It's it's a combination of, I started claiming horses in May and June. Yeah. To strategically place. I mean, when you claim a horse for 60. Claim for 100, drop for 20, right? Yeah, they run pretty fast. You know, so <laughs> I, I, can make, I can make horses faster than trainers. Buy a 400, drop them for 20. Nobody makes a horse faster than me. You know, when I make Todd Fletcher four to five and I ride Ortiz four to five, I deserve the eclipse, not those two guys, by the way. Absolutely. Best hop is the drop. Mike Rapoli joining us on the owner's box. I mean, that's an incredible story. And then it, and then. But but hold on, I'll say one thing. Yeah, go. Coincidentally, I upgraded my yearlings the year before. Right. Remember, I was so mad. So uh, Labor Day, the meet ends, the Keeneland sale is September. And then the two-year-old sales come, and I happen to buy these two little horses called Uncle Mo and Stay Thirsty. Ah, I was, so they I was just about their, to say. They both yeah. broke their maiden in that Saratoga meet. That's unbelievable. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, so I'm winning, you know, Stay Thirsty wins by seven. Uncle Mo wins by 14. And then I'm winning a 12-5 claimer the same day. Not a bad day. You know? No, that's a really good day. I think it's a day we would all love. I mean, I was going to talk about Uncle Mo, Stay Thirsty a little bit. Those seems like your two kind of biggest horses that really got you on the national stage. Uh, just, I mean, I, look, I, I'm I'm staring at you right now and I see this, I, I see a pride when we talk about Uncle Mo and Stay Thirsty. Give us just a couple of little glimpses, some great story that that no one's heard. You know, listen, I was smart enough after going over 37. Every time I spoke to my family, this was like very new to them. Like even my wife, like, oh man, we can just go to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, oh we won a Breeders' Cup. <laughs> like, like, dude, I may never win another Breeders' Cup again. It's hard. I may never win another Eclipse Award again. Like, you have to know that this is the dream. And we don't, we don't, 
people are in this game for hundreds of years. They never sniffed these races. Yeah. You know, and I mean, when I saw recently what John Sadley for Accelerate was at old for 50, you know, I mean, yep. like yep. I've already got two, you know, and now three with Forte. Yes. So I was very clear with my family, like, this is not normal. Most likely, Uncle Mo and Stay Thirsty will be the two greatest horses we ever own, even if I'm in the game for 100 years. So I was so, and, 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 and Michelle and, and, and Billy, to have that self-awareness was so good for me because it grounded me to like enjoy and love every moment. And that deep breath and pride you saw, Billy, was there's got to be two patriarchs or a matriarch and a patriarch for this to happen. You know, yeah. you know, my, my grandmother and my parents came to this country to give me a better living. And my daughter, Joy, who you guys see at the races, Maria and I are providing a better living for her and yeah. so on and so forth. If it wasn't for those two horses, you're not interviewing me right now. You know, yeah. we're still running horses at Green Lakes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Th those are the two horses that got it started. Um, and, you know, Uncle Mo is, I still buy State Thirsties to race in California. And I, yep. uh, and I, I, you know, I buy Uncle Mo's at the sales and I breed to him 10 times a year. And, and I own a percentage of both horses, both State Thirsty in California uh, and, uh, and both, uh, and Uncle Mo out here. Michelle. So when you go and see your new horses now, are you like, hey, you're good, but you're never going to achieve what Uncle Mo and Stay Thirsty achieved? you like, when Vito Rosso won the Breeders' Cup Classic, were you like, oh, that's good, but you're still my third favorite? <laughs> no, I said, holy shit, that's great, but you're still my third favorite. So, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. So, so that makes a lot of sense. You make your way up, but I'll never feel about those two horses like any other horse ever. It does. I don't care if I own a million horses. I'm never going to feel like that. Not only Uncle Mo and Stay Thirsty, I was 0 for 37 in stake races before that. There you go. That seems to be your thing. I, I love, I mean, I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment, Billy. I just, if I win <laughs> easy, I'm out. If I have to lose a hundred times before I stay in. Yeah, you before know? you get and, uh, really going. I've done it with my businesses. Vitamin Water should have went bankrupt the first five years. Body Armor should have went bankrupt the last five, right. the first five years. And here we are selling companies for four and eight billion because there's a consistency with a persistence and an intensity when you put it together, like failure is not an option. I mean, I'm going to drop dead before I fail. <laughs> and if I, I drop that. dead and they're still alive, I was a success. And that's the mentality. And, uh, but what Uncle Mo did, and listen, you know, and then the personal side, like you take your nieces and nephews to visit him in the morning and feed him carrots and peppermints. And then yeah. he got sick. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. like, I didn't care if he never raced. I didn't care if he never had a baby. I just, I was concerned about his health. Sure. And, and 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 the interesting part is like, you know, Todd and I are really good friends now. And people think, oh, it's all the races you win. You hug them in the winner's circle. We see that. It's watching Uncle Mo go through an illness where we have no idea what's going on. I got five vets. I'm paying, you know, $100,000 yeah. a month to find out what's wrong. And the horse is dropping 50 pounds every two weeks. And like, you know, Oy. you're going oh. backwards and you can't yeah. stop. I, I would and, like that for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, a couple, a couple fifty pounds. You're not. It's, you're not going to be around. For long, yeah. So, but, but at the end of the day, Todd's concern about the horse and his concern about me, mm -hmm. and my concern about the horse and concern about Todd was really kind of like I was worried about Todd and the horse, and he was worried about Mike and the horse. And yeah. And it really, it was you know you you I think you get your best friends or your greatest friends. Anybody can be a great friend when you're in a winner's circle. I mean, bring in a stranger and hug the guy. Who cares? Right. But when you go through a tough time personally, financially, or professionally, that's when people really get close together. Mike Rapoli joining us here on the Owner's Box. I, you've owned a lot on your own. 
whether it was Uncle Mo, Stay Thirsty, we talked about them. In the past couple of years, it seems like you've shifted into some of these what I'll call partnerships, even though they're not, you know, uh, officially syndications like a little red feather or a West Point or a clip. But you you partner with a lot of people. How does that how does that shift happen? Because for years and as I was coming up into the game, we were always kind of looked down upon. You know, if you were partnering, with, oh, you couldn't afford it. You're partnering with someone. But now it's it's the trend. You know, it, 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 it's I, Billy, I was so against it, but I'm not stupid. Um, I believe in embracing change. I believe in evolution. You know, when 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 you're bidding 200, 300, 400 on a horse that you used to get for two, 300, 400, and now three owners are going in for him and it's going for 800,000 because the guy's not thinking he's paying 300, he's paying 250, but sure. he only needs a third of 250 versus owning 100, 400,000. That was one. The second thing was, you know, what happened was you might get less bidders on a horse now. But instead of getting 12 individual bidders, you have three people that are willing to go 600, 650, 700. So I sure. think while you see horses take off in certain price points. That's number that's number two. And honestly, if you want to play at a level like this, I think you have to do a little bit of everything. You have to have some homebrews. You have to buy some weanings. You have to buy some yearlings. You have to buy some two-year-olds. You have to do some private sales. You have to go turf, dirt, turf. You have to do a little bit of everything, and you need to be open to it. And then, listen, I was always... You know, for my partners who love me when we win, I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys know I'm a very calm individual. I Super calm. Make, oh, I let other people make decisions. You like to get dressed up too. You like to get dressed up. I like to take a back seat. I don't do a lot of these things. So I'm very modest. I, I know you guys know that. You guys have picked that up. But listen, I love winning. I love winning at a high, I love, highest level. I love, I, look, I always say success is best when shared. So, you know, whether it's with Vinny and Teresa or whether it's with Aaron or, or Brian Spearman or whether it's with Donald Gilrayson and I'm taking group pictures with people I just met in the winner's circle. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great thing, man. It's a great yeah. thing. So and I, I've always felt like, you know, you know, Billy, you got a great syndication, a great business. Awesome. But Rapoli Stable has always kind of been a syndicate, except there's 99 other people. They get no bills. They get to eat for free. <laughs> for free. It's the I'm best the syndicate ever. And make no decisions. Hotels airline and they're like you know listen i'll have the 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 filet with the lobster tail you know i mean yeah, i mean i have to win the breeders cup to break even or the kentucky derby I broke even, <laughs> you know, so. that's a great break even point wait, wait. Breeders so cup. I, oh, I gotta ask now you get it so you, you mentioned a great thing because you are very enthusiastic and i feel like you want to make these calls so when you're partnering with coolmore uh how do you say like hey sorry magner uh or Tabor, i'm making these decisions on this horse I love that. I love that. Um, uh, John Magner, Paul Sh I was with Michael Tabor last week um, and we he was in Coolmore and I was going to see Uncle Mo. And uh, I accused him of stealing my silks. We're both <laughs> blue and orange. Yes. And, he, and I'm like, listen, you stole my silks. So I said, you, you don't win on dirt anymore. You're only a turf guy anyway. So we're going back and forth. He's 81 years old. He lives in Monaco. My dad was born in East France. But here I am joking with him. He's laughing. I'm laughing. We got blue and orange silks. I'm like, listen, you don't win on the dirt. There's no gulch anymore. You don't win on the dirt. I win on the dirt. And uh, he goes, you still. So when I we saw in the paddock for one of our races, I'm like, hey, these silks look familiar. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I said, I got an R. But when they got the same color. And it's funny, when I partner with them, this is very interesting, Michelle. They only pick one of the owners, Tabor, Smith, or yes. Magna, to right. use their silks. I say, it's got to be Tabor's. So right. it's always blue orange. Whether it's got the R or not. It's right. The pictures look good on the wall and they don't know if it's yours or, or his. That's but, awesome. But I, you know, whether it's, you know, 
Ned, and now Eric, and it used to be B. Wayne, or uh, it's Lane's End, or it's Gainesway, Windstar. You know, like I've become the United Nations. You know, you know, Billy. I don't have a host with you, but I had Donegal Racing, West Point. Uh, but wait, Billy has park- orange and navy silks. Just uh, so yeah, you we know. have orange and navy silks, so we're fine. And you know, it's funny because and I was talking about this, with Michelle, before you j- jumped on. I loved this little cowbred filly at OBS uh, March last year. And and I'm, Jacob West is sitting right in front of me. And I'm like, what is he doing bidding on this cowbred? And it ended up being that really nice filly that's with Mike McCarthy. And I, I should have just gone up to Jacob and said, we'll take half. I should have done it. And I didn't. Oh, wait, I that's not Mike. I'll take What's her half. name? <laughs> Un- you don't know? Un- uncontrollable. No, uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah. That, uncontrollable. that was named after who? Uh, after you. Yes, after me. But you must have enjoyed when she got second in the grade one, right? I, oh, oh my I, gosh, I was no, screaming. Her maiden win was so we're good, rooters. Though. We're rooters. Michelle and I are rooters. Yeah. People on the Super show rooters. know we 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 root for people. We are not so, haters. So, Billy, knowing me, if you would have went to Jacob and say, hey, you think Rapoli would take 50% partner? What do you think he would say? He no. would have said yes. Absolutely. No, he, he would have said yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No, well, I told I do Michelle- is I charge a fifty percent upgrade to be my partner, so, <laughs> so it works out for you because you you can syndicate it and marketing me as a partner. Exactly. You know, exactly. I told West Point and, and Aaron and Clips always like you guys make more money when you split a horse for me. Who are you kidding? You know. No, so, it- I want to know what you're gonna name my white beauty that you bought out from under me. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. You know, I heard you. Was it a, a Caraconte? Which one did did I take? From yes, you? the Caraconte Calbred that I was desperate for. Oh man, I, I see now you're making me feel guilty, but you should feel guilty. guilty. I waited not, all I day, say, yeah, Michelle. Honestly, not that guilty to be honest. With you. I just felt like I had to say it on the podcast. But, but honestly, if you, Billy, if you could cut that piece out, I really no. Don't. Yeah, we'll get rid of that. Wait, I wait, you Mike. You know this is guilty. what Mike told me. Mike goes, I turned around in a field. It was this white cowbred with all these nice in the mischiefs and stuff, and this little Caraconte. She outshines them all. Yeah, it, it. it is funny. And, and listen, I got a really good team. You know, Jacob does a great job. Ed Rosen, Jim Martin, Danielle uh, Bricker, who does a great job. I mean, I, you know, I call them the misfits, but that's an old story. Uh, I put them all on this island. They're all, you know, you know, Danielle's four foot eleven, and Jim's like six <laughs> foot six, and Jim's uh, seventy five years old, and Danielle's in her twenty. Like, it's just an amazing, fun team, and uh, we have fun. I mean, listen, I, I said this last week, the Breeders' Cup. I mean, and as I get older, I'm fifty three now, not thirty five. I got a seven year old. Um, you know, if we went three for three, I'd be happy. Two for three, I'd be happy. One for three, I'd be happy. And let's be honest, in the big scheme of things, if I went over three in the Breeders' Cup, I got to spend four days with my mom, my dad, my wife, my daughter, my friends, my family. We have childhood friends that walked to Aqueduct with me that are now, you know, going to the sales with me, going to watch these horses. I mean, I mean, who's got That's who's amazing. got it better than me? I mean, it's just such a blessing. Nobody, Michelle. I know you have one more question. Yeah, Mike, since you do have such a large team, how involved are you? Do they have to run everything by you? Or are you like, here's your budget, go buy, uh, just make sure Todd likes it? I mean, what's what's the what's the process there? That's Michelle, that's a great question. I mean, I am incredibly hands-on, but I give everyone as much leeway as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I love to just know. And then I love to ask a challenging question, like, doesn't it look turf? Doesn't it look dirt? Do you think this? It's, you know, Ed, what do you think about the pedigree? Jake, what do you think about the physical? You know, Todd, you know, you know, you know, Todd, what do you know about a yearling? Wait till they go to the track. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) These things go on all day, you know? And then at the end of the day, you know, I tell everybody, listen, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you picked it out. And if it works, I paid the money. So I have no guilt here. It's beautiful. It it says, it says trained by Todd Pletcher. You know, what can I do? You know, so, uh, so, but we have a lot of fun. And listen, honestly, 
I think the team has gotten to the point with once you're in Mike's circle of friends and family, you can do a bad job and being competent. You're still going to get a stay here. You have a seat at the table for life. So uh, I think we're doing a great job, but I think they also know that there's no such thing as a bad job as long as we're having fun. And, you know, my three goals in racing are way different than any other one. What are they? It was to win. Win. Number, two, number one, win. I, I'm a winaholic. I love winning. Yeah. Number two, have fun. And number yep. three, share success. Success is best when shared. None of it says make money. None of it. I mean, if you, ha I guess if you're winning and having fun. You're going to make money. money. You know, you're making money, you know. And, you know, if it costs me half a million dollars to get everyone to the Breeders' Cup and I don't win a race, you know what? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big party, you know. Michelle, one more question? Two? Two more questions? Okay, Two go. Questions. Then I know you've got to go. Easy peasy. Okay, Quick. first question is, what's your favorite win of all time that you've had, Mike? Um, it's my favorite and the most important win are two different my favorite win is obviously Modana. Um in the win, Belmont. Win, in the Belmont. Belmont and dreaming about that because I never had a car that could even get me to Saratoga. I never I, I never I only went to Kentucky when I went to the Derbies the two times prior then I started having horses into it. So by far the Belmont but as much as I say think big Michelle and dream bigger the I never dreamed I always dreamed of winning the Belmont. I never dreamed of coming in first and second in the same by the one. Right? Yeah, that's right. And, Nest. And Larry Colmus on NBC, and people are going to hate me after I say this. So no, I'm they're not. To, I'm used to now. I'm used to people hating me. It's it's very motivational. So um, he, he <laughs> says, and I throw it in Todd's face. Irad, he says the call is as they come down the stretch. Maybe you guys could play. And oh yeah. Mike Rapoli is one two in the Belmont. So when when an owner gets Mike Rapoli is one two in the Belmont. Todd came to my house later that night. We had 50, 68, maybe 100 people. Watch. I played that on a real thing. Just a laugh. <laughs> Mike, not Todd Fletcher. Mike not Todd Fletcher. All right. And, That's uh, awesome. That was it. That was it. And Uncle Mo's first Breeders' Cup was, you know, I, I, I could probably, I still watch it like once a week. I mean, it's just, sure. like, it's, you know, riveting reason, breathing down his neck, you know, son of Indian Charlie, point him in the right direction. I could give you the whole call from the break and everything. That's I mean, awesome. That still, that still chills for me every single day. All right, my Michelle. second question real quick is, Billy and I are really big on naming, and we like horses that have very succinct names because they sound like champions, and we also believe in claiming names. I feel like you were the only person that can buck that trend. You will give a horse a name, like not a cat but a llama, and they will be a graded stakes winner. So do you not believe in, like, these short name to be a champion trend? Well, there, there, there's two things, Michelle. Not only will I name it that, everyone that heard that name the Loved first it. time, this is the dumbest name <laughs> in the history of racing. He's the most popular horse, Elise from Naira. Elise yes. Jacobs. Of course. Her and all the, the her friends at the track fell in love with this horse. This horse had a had an Elvis Michael Jackson Beatles. Like, like he was so loved. And then she had then I give her to her. I had her walk the horse in in one of her graded stakes. I remember that. She cried. Crying. Yeah. yeah she, she cried. cried. I'm like, and then when she retired, I gave her the horse. She was so grateful. She gets the bills every month, not me. So I mean, so but she loves this horse more than she loves people, by the way. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, it's like you hear a song the first time, that's terrible. And then you start singing it two weeks later. Or yep. you see you see a car for the first time, like, oh my God, look at what that looks like. Three years later, you're driving it. You know, having names like stop charging Maria, stop spending Maria, having yep. not cat but a llama. 
you know, I named the horse named Jim's Apple Martini because Big Jim drinks Apple Martini. <laughs> you got chocolate, you got chocolate gelato. Chocolate gelato. Chocolate now, gelato. Chocolate gelato. I'm sitting there and everyone knows I named my horses last second. So I'm sitting there and Danielle, who's like, a, you know, she's like, oh, we got to name the horse. I need to turn it in by tomorrow at nine o'clock. And Jim's yelling at me and Ed's yelling at me. And I'm sitting there. I'm eating chocolate gelato. I'm like, hey, chocolate gelato. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then I kept eating and stuff like that. So, That's awesome. So, so All right. Last question. Last question. Because this is, you know, a lot of people are, uh, who are getting into the game listen to this podcast. What advice at this point in time would you give an owner? Someone comes up to you, whether they're a millionaire, billionaire, or someone with a hundred grand that wants to get into the game. What kind of advice does Mike Rapoli Don't give sell out? for less than four billion. Yeah, four point one. Four point one, Michelle. Please don't rip me off of hundred. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, honestly, Billy, I hate saying this because, um, well, I think it's good for you. I think they should be in a syndicate like yours, or good. another syndicate, because. It's a great, the way I learned the game, the hard way, my way, claiming horses, people don't have time for that. Getting into a syndicate and learning a game from a syndicate that's been around 20 years and getting started. Um, if I was marketing a syndicate, I would say, you know what? You'd love for people to come back every year, but if you can teach someone the game, then he can go on with his own money. Yep. You know, he, A, he's going to recommend other people. I would rather, I would tell someone to either call you know, Bill Finley, you, Aaron, and all those, the Donegal Racing and call that because you guys know the game, you know, the positives, the negatives, the craziness, the ups, the downs, better than anybody. And I think that, not that people get taken advantage of in this game, but they don't know what they don't know. And yeah. nobody's going to tell them what they don't really know. And um, it's a brutal game. It's very tough. There's a lot more sadness. There's a lot more losses than there are wins. And you know, money, I'll give you a great story. I bought I bought yeah. two violences last year at the sale. One of them for 950000 okay? His name is bailout money because I need to be bailed out on that one, okay? Just so you yep. know. Got and it. One, one for 110000 So I bought two for a million. The one for 110000 became Forte. Unbelievable. <laughs> right. Wins the, the Breeders' one, Cup. And the other one's going to be, you know, working at Central Park soon, okay? So, <laughs> but... But that's so now the, right. the millionaire or billionaire is just going to buy the 950, not buy the 110. Right. right. Like, you know, right. the 110 can beat the 950 by 900 lengths, you know? So strength in numbers. You, know, you yeah. don't know. So, so that's real. So, the real thing is when you go to a restaurant and you get a great experience and you bring your family and you have a great time, you don't look at the check amount and say, wow, that was expensive. Get into the game with money that you feel good about putting in, owning 2% with Billy is going to give you the same thrills as yeah. owning hundred percent most likely. And by the way, if you want to go by stats, better percentage of being, I'd rather own a thousand horses at 2% than, yep. than two at hundred percent. Right. And yeah. that's where Billy and you know, the syndicates can do a good job of almost being like the grammar school, the high school for horse yep. racing, because nobody else is educating us in this game, you know, but, but it has to be Michelle. You have to go in with, you know, my friends make fun of me because they feel like I got soft. They're like, you know what? If we win or lose, let's go for ice cream. Like, let's go, you know? And, uh, and you know, listen, now, I mean, you guys have seen Joyer in the winner's circle. She's now seven. Mm -hmm. um, she loves the game. Loves it. You know, I say, Joyer, what's your favorite part? She's just like her dad, the winner's circle. I yep. said, no kidding. That's my favorite part, too, you know? And she brings her stuffed animal, Bamboo, who, like, who love, like, every time she br brings Bamboo, we win a grade one. I don't even check for Marita in the car. It's Bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have I bamboo? 
pack bamboo before I bring my wife. I swear to yeah. God, it's true. Bamboo. And then, and then, honestly, seeing her in the winner's circle, the Breeders' Cup. Honestly, I can get emotional just watching her. You know, she had the blanket over her. She's Amazing. dancing. There's a hundred cameras. You know, I, I, you know, I told her. I said, "Listen, you undermined me and Forte. You took the spotlight of us. I'm not bringing you to the Kentucky Derby." <laughs> You You're sold out. the show for me and my horse. You're out. Abuse. So I and, told it's not going. So that's and that. give me ben, but you can't Wait, come, Olivia, but give me Olivia bamboo. and Joy are going to be like uh, BFF yeah. horse owners in ten well, years. Well, president and vice president of the United States, one or the other, right? There Could you be. Go. No problem. Mike Rapoli, thank you very much. We know you're a very busy man. We really appreciate coming on today. And uh, the stories were fantastic. I, I had, a, as you can see, I have a huge grin on my face the entire time. So thank you, my friend. I smiling. I know. Appreciate well, it. Hey, guys, it, it, the sport's meant to be fun. So, you know, we need to have more fun. And hopefully we can get the sport to a better place where more people can enjoy the enjoyment that we all have and how much we love it. And, and it, we can show them a different way that, you know, that makes it exciting for them, too. You know, like I always Absolutely. say, you bring, you bring someone to Saratoga. You got a horse racing fan for life. You bring someone to Aqueduct and they probably want to shoot you and never talk to you again. So how do we, how do we, how do we, that? <laughs> that's going to be on part two of this interview. When we, uh, when we get, a, we get a hold of you next year, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Take care guys. Continued Bye. success. Thanks, my man. Mike. Mike Rapoli here on the owner's box. Woo. Well, I mean, that we haven't amazing. done a lot of video things, but I seriously, I was smiling like the entire time, Michelle. My face, look at, okay, you can see me. Look how red yeah. my face is from like smiling. It was really, really good. And he, But here's the thing. It was what we expected. Yeah, you know, um, he is so vibrant and he is so passionate about the game. And he said, it's, you know, it's not about the money. I mean, he said it multiple times I mean, that the story about Forte versus, you know, yeah. the other violence cult that he bought they for 950 is so true. Right. I mean, this is how it happens. And, and it's, it's, it's just great that you have an ambassador like him that's willing to, you know, willing to come on our podcast, willing to do stuff right. for the game and have fun. He doesn't take it that seriously. The, there was a, a moment, I don't know if you saw this, but at the sale when he stood next to Baffert and he took had them took a pic, take a picture of him and Baffert looking mm -hmm. at uh, the catalog and tweeted it out like, you know, new trainer, yeah. question mark. He's joking. It's fun, you know? So um, I just don't. I don't know. I, I thought he was great. I, I have great respect for him and what he's been able to do. Um, and, uh, you know, he wasn't paid to talk about syndicates like that. So he didn't. That was nice of him. I appreciate nice. it. Um, yeah. I'm exhausted. I know it was great. All right. Uh, well, um, what what do we got? Should, what do we got talk about coming, coming up? up this weekend? Yeah. What do we okay. got coming up? Uh, so again, thank you so much to Micropoli and all of our sponsors. Actually, as part of the owners box here, including well, who else we Del have? Mar, Del Mar, Betmakers, Santa Anita, Keeneland, Keeneland Gainesway, um, TaylorMade, TaylorMade, and Adelphi. Uh huh. Thank you, really and good. of course. Of course, to all our listeners who are really liking the show, Michelle, and we're getting great oh, guests. Yeah. That was a great. Sure freaking pull that was that was amazing i just want to say the f word we already dropped like a hundred yeah, that was good um, you always get bummed a... out when we say f, f, f word why oh, is that only because there's a reason yeah okay you just so don't like, think it's professional you know me i am like queen your potty mouth oh I, yeah yeah like there is the f word is lives <laughs> in my, my goal was have olivia's first word be the f word that's but, awesome like i also turn that completely off at work like i have the, right. the f word filter right yes Which I, have I get it to, or i'll be screwed right. um so or you'll be when i yeah right when i when i hear it it's almost like when you're on a diet and then someone eats mcdonald's in front of you and you can't eat mcdonald's yeah I get like it. that's really bad for you 
Oh, I wanted to bring up Michelle Coleman. Uh, yeah, I wanted. I haven't done anything coming up for that's my. Let me get there, Billy. Coming Sorry. up this weekend in Del Mar. Um, Colmas calls for karma, like you mentioned right now, and we talked about it last week. This is a great opportunity to give back to our racehorses by donating karma, but you also get to do something fun. So Larry is calling the Del Mar Fall Meet, and if you sign up for a call for karma ticket. You get a boxy admission, a racing program. You get a meet and greet with Larry Colmas. You get to come up to the announcer's booth and watch him call. It'd be so race. fun. Right. So that is super, super cool. And yep. honestly, when it comes down to it, it's a hundred dollars and it's not a lot of money. It is obviously very limited as far as amounts go for people because it is a small little booth but yep. if you got the extra hundred bucks to throw in or you got a racing fan in your life you think or you want to give if you even if you want to make a donation to karma it's some way to make a donation and take exactly. a group up there it's awesome mm -hmm. so yeah. we are going to be doing that throughout the meet on the weekends so right. highly Beautiful. recommend if Beach you need boss. more information you can go on to dmtc.com forward slash calendar and just click on the colmas calls for karma we do have beach boss coming up this saturday our yep. guest is going to be christina blacker because billy Ooh. is out of town we're going to have some girl oh, power on it i'm so jealous uh, now she actually said she would not do this show unless you weren't on no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think she did say that. I'm gonna have a talk with she her. She did not. I just made I that up. Okay. Um, also, there is daybreak at Del Mar. Saturday is college day, as well as brunch and brews, mm. which sounds like so much fun. I've never done that before. Um, but it's gonna be craft brews, bloody Marys, um, and the bubbles lounge will be mm. open. And bubbles. 35 bucks includes two drinks, trackside viewing, program tip sheet, and admission. So, and then there's more drinks available, but I think that's a really great little package deal. Also on Sunday, as we are talking about really great things, want to mention that Toys for Tots will be at the racetrack. <clears throat> you get free admission if you do bring in a new unwrapped toy or a monetary donation. Um, really, this is amazing. I want to just promo out Delmar real quick. Delmar last year, along with San Diego Jeep, donated 3,683 toys wow. and over $42,000 to uh, kids cool. to be able to celebrate uh, the holidays. So I just Good think movement. it's a really great cause. So if you're coming yeah. out, maybe just bring a toy. Anyways, as far as racing goes, the Desi Arnaz, the Cary Grant, and the Bob Hope coming up for the weekend. That's a lot of Del Mar happening, Michelle. Um, I, I won't see you this weekend, of course. Uh, we may, we will probably do the show... Who I don't know when next week, but this week's show is so good with Michael Pulley. So Thank wait, you, Mike, yeah, and for next coming week's on. Thanksgiving. So maybe yeah. we don't have a show. Yeah, we next might not do a show next week. No one's going to be listening, right? I'd maybe. also like Craig Gor uh, to thank <gasps> Craig Gorbanoff for wait. what is what happened? Is Kathy cooking? No, we're actually having going out to dinner. Really? Yeah, because My we're, we're going on a trip this stuffing? week. No, we're going on a trip this week, so we're not Tell back Kathy in time. I don't want to talk about it. She should be. She, believe me, I think she's disappointed. Tell her so. stay home and cook me some stuffing. All right, everybody. Enjoy you, this show. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to everybody, especially Micropoli. And thank you to all the listeners. We really appreciate it. We'll be back ASAP here on the Owner's Box. Bye.